Hey, this is Kat Lee, and you're listening to the How They Blog podcast, where I take you behind the scenes with inspiring bloggers and show you how to build a blog that makes a difference. After you listen to this episode, head over to howtheyblog.com for all the show notes, more interviews, and resources to help you grow your blog. Well, hello there, my blogging friends. Welcome to another episode of the How They Blog podcast. And can I just say, I'm super excited about the year 2014. I mean, once I get past the fact that it's 2014, oh my goodness, I remember being like in the, I don't know, like in high school, this tells you a little bit about how old I am, and and making plans with my high school friends about where we were going to be at the year 2000. And now that's 14 years ago. Ah, I'm still not used to writing 1984 on papers, and now I get need to get used to writing 2014. But really, I am so excited about this year and everything that it holds. I feel like for me and for the things that I'm doing online, it's really coming to a head. It's coming all together, and I'm just excited about ideas and new things that I have coming up. And I'm excited for you because the online world, yes, it's growing. Yes, there are a lot of bloggers out there, but also the tools to get your message out there, to share your story are getting so much easier. For you to be able to do that. And I just think this is going to be an amazing year for us to share our story, to encourage people, to inspire people, and to make a difference in the world. So today in this episode, just for those listening, this isn't being announced anywhere on my blog. I'm giving away a free copy of my blog planning kit. So if you are not really sure what 2014 holds for you, you're not sure where you're headed with your blog, then I challenge you to leave a, a comment on this post. So just go to the show notes, uh, go to howtheyblog.com and the show notes for this episode and share a comment. And I will pick a winner and announce it next week on the podcast. Again, nobody on the actual blog is ever going to see this. This is just for you guys, just for those of you listening. So head over to the blog, howtheyblog.com, leave a comment. Uh, I have a question at the bottom asking you based on this episode, what you learned and what action steps you're going to take because of what you learned today. So Share that in the comments. One of you guys is going to win a copy of the blog planning kit. And one of the things I have coming up this year is I'm completely redoing the blog planning kit. I'm adding new pages, doing a new design, and just really maxing it out to give you as much value as I possibly can. If you already own it, you will get an automatic update to it. And if you don't own it, we can go get it. It's at howtheyblog.com and just click on the blog planning kit. Um, So... We have a great episode. Today, I'm chatting with Crystal Payne. She writes at moneysavingmom.com. You're probably familiar with her. Her blog gets 1.5 million unique visitors every single month. That's crazy, y'all. She also just released a book called Say Goodbye to Survival Mode, and it's a fantastic book. I, I really admire Crystal, and I always have just how she sets goals, and then she makes them happen. And even though her blog is a deal blog, she shares personal goals every single week of what she's going to do and what she's going to accomplish. And it always inspires me just to see those written out and then honestly to see her own goals X'd off the next week. So I feel like she has so much wisdom in this area of saying goodbye to survival mode and learning to really thrive. And as we balance blogging and family and everything else that you have going on in your life, Crystal's done that. She has three kids and a husband and a blog that's just doing all kinds of amazing stuff. And she's now written a book and she's got eBooks as well. And so she's learned to balance a lot of that and learn to thrive in the midst of it. And I know you're going to love what she has to share today. One fun little note in the middle of this episode, one of her kids makes a cameo and I could have edited that out, 
But this is how they blog. And this is real life. It's sometimes our kids come in when we're podcasting. I did an episode with Tish Oxenrider a few weeks ago, and her son walked in in the middle of an episode in a monkey costume covered in ketchup. So you never know what's going to happen. I do as little editing as possible because I want this to be real. I want it to be authentic. So enjoy this episode with Crystal Payne. And don't forget to leave a comment in the show notes for today's post over at howtheyblog.com, and I will announce the winner of that blog planning kit next episode. Oh, and I wanted to say a huge thank you to God-Centered Mom and Pink Frosting 26 for leaving fabulous reviews on iTunes for this podcast. I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me because I know it, it takes a minute or two for you guys to click over and to figure out how to do that. And so I really appreciate doing that. And I noticed that both of you said thanks for the evergreen content show that I did a few weeks back. And if you haven't listened to that episode, I highly encourage it because I think having some sort of evergreen content is truly the core of any successful blog. So if you have not listened to that episode, go and check that out because I've gotten tons of comments and feedback from that show saying how much it meant to people. And so I think it's an important part of your blogging journey as well. So be sure to check out that episode as well. And I also want to mention God-Centered Mom, uh, who's a wonderful friend of mine. She has a new podcast. You can check that out on iTunes. Just search God-Centered Mom and you'll find it. And she's honestly one of the funniest people that I know. Not all our shows are funny, I'm sure, but I just love her personality, and, and, and I know you're going to love her show as well. Okay, without any further chitter-chatter, let's dive into the interview today with Crystal Payne. Hey, Crystal, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I am pretty good. I have a little bit of an allergy issue. It's that time of year in Texas when the cedar trees explode, and so does my head, but... Uh, <laughs> Fortunately, I have some medication, and I've I've drunk some coffee to kind of compensate for that, so I really can't be held accountable for whatever I say during this podcast. I have a little bit of a cold, too. We went to take my son to the doctor the other day, and while we were sitting in the doctor, it was just his checkup for his asthma, they said, whatever you do, as soon as you can, get out of this building, because every single person who's coming here has gotten sick. <laughs> oh, no. Well, thank you for letting me know now that I'm sitting in your, you know, in your chair. In <laughs> and it was, it was true. Within two days, he and I both came down with something. And I was just like, <laughs> so yes. That's, I think doctors need like a, a mobile unit that is, you know, like hazmat or something. So that, because I'm always freaked out when I take my kids to the doctor's office because I'm like, okay, kids, don't touch anything, nothing, because I don't want them to get sick. Um, well, I'm sorry you're sick too. Uh, that's can't be fun because I'm sure you're doing a ton of interviews and things with your new book that just released on Tuesday. For everybody listening, Crystal's new book is called Say Goodbye to Survival Mode, and it released on Tuesday, and you can get it anywhere, pretty much. I love the subtitle of the book. It says, Nine Simple strategy Strategies to Stress Less, Sleep More, and Restore Passion for Life. And I know so many of you listening to this podcast, you know, you're trying to balance family and blogging and everything else that you're doing. And so I, Crystal honestly is one uh, of the people that I admire most online for stuff that she's written and shared and just her, 
her level of um, information that she shares on her blog balanced with vulnerable honesty. And I love how she shares goals on her blog all the time. And it inspires me every time I see them. Like, yeah, I'm like, yes, yes, I need to focus on my goals and, and be really specific so that my life can really make a difference and matter. And so I'm super excited to have you on the show today, Crystal. And I would love for everybody listening just for you to share a little bit about your blogging journey. Yes. So I, when my husband and I got married in 2003, we committed to stay out of debt during law school. And this was a very audacious goal. And we didn't know how it was all going to work out, but it was something that we were really committed to. So we started law school. He started law school and I had these odd jobs and um, then found out that I was pregnant and I was really sick and had to quit those jobs. And so I was in bed for a few months, just so sick. And I knew that we had to have an income more than what he could bring in. And I knew that I wanted to do something so I could be a stay-at-home mom. So I just started researching everything I could about making money online. And this was then in 2005. And the the internet was a very different place. At this <laughs> I can imagine. Um, but there were these things called Yahoo groups and that's where a lot of people um, got information from and shared information. And so I joined those and I started learning about affiliate marketing and just different ways to make money online. And in the process, discovered this thing called blogging. And I thought, you know, I like to write. I think I should try that. And so I set up this blog and um, to my surprise, people started coming and reading it. And it just... I, I was really shocked. I mean, I remember, you know, it was like this, like 50 people. And it was just amazing to me because, and I think it was just because there were hardly any blogs and this was just kind of this new phenomenon. And so people were checking mm -hmm. it out. What is this blog thing? Um, so I kept blogging on there and one day mentioned about buying all our groceries that week for $17. And people started coming out of the woodwork saying, how on earth did you do that? So I did a series on that blog on supermarket savings and people just ate it up. And so I turned that series into an ebook and then people kept asking more questions. I turned that ebook into an online course. And again, there was just so much interest and excitement around this subject. And I realized that people wanted to know how to cut their grocery bill. They just needed the practical step-by-step -step help of how to do it. Mm -hmm. And no one was out there at this time matching up the coupons with the deals and giving the real practical information of here's you know how you go to CVS and you can get these things for free this week. I was already doing this for myself and for some friends and I thought, you know, I think I could start a blog and I could talk about this on the blog and talk about frugal living and just money saving things. And so my husband and I thought about it for a while and then decided to go for it. And that was in 2007, we started moneysavingmom.com. And I remember I just thought it was going to be this little blog that was going to be this offshoot of my mommy blog. And I said, I'll probably update it about three times a week. And I was just picturing it be this little thing that I did. And within three months, we had 14 to 16,000 page views a day. Wow. And within a year, we were making a full-time income off of it. I mean, it just mushroomed far beyond what we could have ever envisioned. Now, you, you mentioned that nobody really was doing it at the time. And I'm sure that played a part in your success. But yes. I'd like to go a little bit deeper because I really, just from everything that I've read about you and everything that you've written that I've read, 
I don't think that's really why it was successful. I, I think it's more the things that often bloggers don't talk about, like just the discipline and the hard work and so, some of that sort of stuff. So I'd love to know just what mindset you went in. Like when you started that blog, were you focusing on generating income? Were you focusing on generating traffic? And what kind of hard work did you put in to grow that blog? Yes, well, I think that one of my strengths and also my weaknesses is I'm a very <laughs> stubborn person and very so that can translate into being very persevering which can be a good thing as a blogger because you have to have a lot of perseverance and mm -hmm. so for me I had a huge advantage by starting Money Saving Mom as an offshoot of another blog that was already pretty successful we had a few thousand page views at least every single day on that blog but that blog had started from nothing and I had just worked so hard with that blog. I remember I was really determined to be a stay-at-home mom. I was really determined to find a way to make money online because that I didn't have skills like I couldn't decorate cakes or sew or something so I could make money online, I thought. So I remember I'd wake up every morning. We were in this little basement apartment. I had this little baby and I had no car and my husband was at law school all day and work and I would just be home in this little apartment all day long just wake up and take my shower and just pray, God, please give me something that I can do to find a way to earn a little bit of income and bring a little traffic to this blog. And I just did, I tried everything and so many, not everything, but I tried a lot mm -hmm. of things and so many things flopped. But it, as I kept trying and kept trying and every single day trying to think outside the box and be creative, those little trickles of traffic then became a stream that then ended up eventually becoming a river and almost like this raging torrent. But it was that doing those little things over and over and over and over and not giving up when you would work so hard and see so little fruit from it. What would you say are, as far as turning points in your traffic, um, let, let's start with traffic. As far as turning points in your traffic, what is I'd love to know one of the little things that you did that you feel like ended up attributing to a lot of your traffic and then any significant one-time thing that you might have done that you feel like had a huge impact on your traffic. Back in the, when I was first starting out, one of the things that I did is I wrote articles for other sites. There weren't a lot of blogs that were allowing guest posters at this point, but there were websites, there were static sites that would accept articles. And so I tried a lot of different ones and a lot of them they would reject my articles, but I kept trying and that is what I did a lot of because I would find that in my bio and in links in the, the article, you know, if I got it published then I might get you know, 200 visits from that. And then a few of those people would stick around. And so I did a lot of that. And that was a little thing that was a lot of work. And I was doing it over and over and over again. But in the beginning, I really feel like that helped to build my traffic. Another thing that I did was I talked about the Yahoo groups. I was mm -hmm. very involved in about, I would say, probably 10 or 15 of those, um, which I think nowadays that would be the equivalent of maybe like Facebook um, groups is what I'm thinking. Um, but I was very involved in those in the sense of that I would ask questions, that I would interact, that if I had something helpful to share, I would share it. And you could use a, a link to your site in your um, signature. So you couldn't, it wasn't like you could be pushing your product or your site 
but people started to pay attention and notice me. And then I built relationships with those people. If there were people that they, you know, they acted interested in what I was doing. So we'd build a relationship and then, um, you know, become online friends per se. And then we would network. So if they had a sale that was going on or something that my readers would be interested in, I would, you know, promote that. And then, um, on the flip side, if I was had a, I did eBooks and some different things then, and then they would share it with their audience. And so it was very small starting out and it took a lot of work to build those relationships, to network, to write those articles, to be involved in those groups, but it eventually really paid off. I love hearing that because on so many blogs and on the internet, we see all these quick ways to grow traffic and all these quick ways to increase the number of email subscribers or readers or whatnot. But I think just like in really just like in finances, just the compound effect of just continually investing in relationships and in people can have such a huge impact. Um, I'd love to know financially too, what, I wonder if also, do you think that another key to your success could be that you weren't just trying to grow your traffic initially, but you're also growing your income. And so then you were able to, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, you were able to really fund the growth of your blog. I know a lot of bloggers, including myself for many years, I just did my blog and I wasn't trying to generate an income. But then I hit a point where I was like, wow, I can't really help people as much anymore because I can't, you know, hire somebody to help with this or with that. And so would you say that focusing on traffic and finances at the same time may have helped you? Or would you say that's probably not true? Um, I was definitely very intentional, especially from the time that I started Money Saving Mom. When I started it, I started it because I was planning to monetize it. And I started it with that express goal. I wanted to give people help. I wanted to provide them with this practical information. But I had spent the last two years learning and experimenting with how to monetize a site. And so I had enough knowledge that I knew that I was hoping we could make a part-time income off of it if I could grow it enough. And so I was very intentional about you know, looking for ways to monetize it and doing that from the get-go because I knew I had a goal in mind that I wanted it to be able to help me be a stay-at-home mom. I wasn't really thinking of hiring on help at that point. I was just thinking of, you know, bringing in enough income that I could stay home. But the blessing from that of being intentional with that was that when we got to the place where we needed to hire on help, I had plenty of income to be able to justify that expenditure. And I really feel like that has been a huge part of the growth because I'm in a place where right now I have 13 people that work for me. And that has happened very slowly over time. Sorry, my daughter's just walking in. Sweetie, doing a podcast, okay? Okay? Okay, thank you. Yes, I know, sweetie. Okay, I'll be upstairs in just a minute. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot to tell them that I was doing a podcast. No okay. problem. Um, so I feel like because of having that income and growing the site, I always wait to, I'm very conservative about bringing on people and new expenses. And so I always make sure that we can justify that 
and long term I can look and say we're in a you know I could pay for twice this much or three times this much and so then I'm like okay then I can I can justify this expenditure but I feel like nowadays there's so many bells and whistles with blogging when I started it was just I had a white background no header just on blogspot I mean that's what I blogged on. And now I feel like people feel like they have to have these amazing photos and mm. this, these graphics and you have to have all this stuff if you want to be successful. And so then you'll invest so much money into that when you're not making the income yet to justify that, that expenditure. And so I just really encourage people, grow your blog as your income grows. Let your income grow ahead of your expenses. And then you'll not get to a place where you're maxed out, but you don't have anything you can do about it because you don't have enough income to be able to hire on people to help with things. So for bloggers just starting out, what are one or two ways that you would suggest that they start trying to monetize what they're doing online? I think you really need to focus on on building your site before you even consider monetizing. When I started Money Saving Mom, I started it from the springboarding off a site that already had good traffic. And so I could jump right into monetizing. But if you don't, if you're starting brand new from scratch, you really need to focus on building the blog first before you focus on income. And I know that's discouraging because people want to see the, the income, but honestly, you need to make sure that this is what you love, that this is something that you're going to want to stick with for the long haul. And you just need to go and do it and see if what you're writing is resonating with people. And and if you pour yourself into it and you really focus on providing value, providing good content, then I feel like it's so much easier to monetize it once you've built that foundation versus starting from the get-go that money is your goal. If money is your one goal, I feel like you're going to have a very hard time being successful. Because mm-hmm. it's a hard, you know, it's harder to be completely, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, not honest, but in, in a sense, you, you feel distracted. You're not just focused. When you're focused solely on adding value, the readers recognize that. And they want to come back. But then if they're like, oh, maybe she just wrote about that for an affiliate link or whatnot. But if you if they don't already know you, then I think that that is a huge setback. They, you, you want people to know your personality, to know you and, and feel a rapport with you before you, um, you know, try to sell anything or generate income. Um, so I have one other question for you. And it's a question I get a lot about people wanting to know what to focus on writing about and and. I'm so intrigued by your blog because it's a deal blog. So there's a bunch of deals on there all the time. But then you also write about a lot of different things, but it's all under the same site. How, you know, strategically have you thought about combining all of those? You know, was it like, well, I don't know if I should add these personal things or has that been something that you've always intended to do? And and, and what kind of process do you go through deciding what goes on your blog and what doesn't and in what category or whatnot? Yes. Um, so... I feel like it's taken me quite a while to find my voice and feel like I know what I feel really comfortable with blogging. And in order to find that voice, I just had to try a bunch of different things. And I, that's why, I mean, at one point I had three different blogs and I was writing on a lot of different subjects, but just figuring out 
what I'm really passionate about. And I figured that out just by blogging about it. And I think, you know, if you think you're passionate about something, try blogging about it every day for six months and you'll quickly figure out whether you're really passionate about it or whether mm. it was just kind of one of those flash in the pan passions. You know? yeah. <laughs> and so that really helps to just to do it every day and to get into the exercise of if you, you know, I know some people that blog less than every day, but if you're regularly blogging, you know, so if it's three times a week or, you know, whatever, do it regularly and keep doing it. And I think as you just start putting things out there, you'll figure out that really resonated with people. That really made me feel energized to write about that. I really feel passionate about this. I'm going to keep writing on it. And sometimes, you know, I'll think I'm really passionate about something. And then after a two-week series on the topic, I'm like, mm, that just that just <laughs> felt like it fell flat. I think I'm going to put that in the, you know, archives of something I won't be talking about. <laughs> um, but I encourage people, I think the number one thing is that you have to be yourself. Mm -hmm. And so don't try to be like another blogger. Don't read their blog and think, oh, I love the way she writes. I'm going to try to write like that because that's resonating with people. Be you. Be uniquely you. Tell your story and your own perspective. When you bring in your personality and your story and your perspective, that's what people are going to hang on to and build a relationship with versus you just trying to be someone else. Are you just kind of putting information out there without any personality? Yeah. And I think that's the key, too, because a lot of people also say, well, it's kind of too late for me to start a blog because everybody's already said everything and done everything. What would you say to that? Well, there's no new thing under the sun. And I completely believe that. And, you know, I just wrote a, a book and it's like, the, how many other books are there on that topic? A lot. And there's going to be a lot more that are going to come. But the book is my own unique perspective on the topic. And that's why I feel like if I just wrote a book that was on time management and stressing less. And I didn't bring any of my story, any of my personality, any of my perspective. It was just like, so-and-so says such and such, and this is a, you know, fact about this. It's not, there's nothing that people are going to resonate with really, because I'm just spewing facts out there. But when I tell my story, mm -hmm. people are going to connect with me as a person. And so that's what I feel like doing that on your blog and bringing, seeing that you are your brand and bringing that into your blogging, there's plenty of room for you in the blogosphere, but there's not any room for any more copycats. Hmm. Very good. Very good. Um, and as far as your new book, what are some of the nine strategies that you think would apply most to moms who are also bloggers? One of the things that I talk about in the book is not comparing yourself to other people. I really feel like we bring a lot of stress into our life because we feel like we have to live up to someone else's standard. This is so prevalent in the blogosphere. And honestly, I feel like Pinterest has made this so so much of an epidemic because while I love Pinterest and I get so many great ideas on there, truthfully, if Pinterest had been around whenever I started blogging, I think it would have discouraged me a great deal from ever even trying because mm -hmm. you get on there and you see all these amazing people who are doing these amazing things and you feel like, I don't have anything to offer and I can never, 
ever stack up against those people, you know, and you feel like I've sometimes I'll feel like I'll work really hard and I'll put this, do this recipe post and, you know, I'm just happy to have gotten it up with pictures and then I'll be on Pinterest two weeks later and I'll see somebody that has about the same recipe and they have these amazing, gorgeous pictures and then it's so easy to think, why did I even bother? But I think to not compare yourself to those to other people and to just be you and to realize that your own unique story and perspective is what is going to resonate with people. Now, you're not going to be able to reach, not everybody is going to resonate with you. And that's why there are thousands and thousands and thousands of bloggers. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be an audience that's going to resonate with your perspective. And so to bring that into your blog, I think is, and not compare yourself with other people will make a huge difference. I think that is the perfect note to end this show on. Uh, for everybody listening, again, uh, you can get Crystal's book, Say Goodbye to Survival Mode, anywhere. And I, I really highly recommend it. I just love what she does on love, uh, online, and I, I love how she just uh, she does so much. Oh, one other thing I want to ask you about. I want to ask you about all the books you read. I am amazed at how many books that you read. And how do you, do you like have a certain time every day when you specifically sit down and read or you, cause you go through like 572 books every week, right? Never, yes. No. <laughs> I do try to read um, two to four books a week. I don't always hit that, but I do try. And I think it's because for me, I grow and learn so much as a reader. I want to be a leader. And I feel like in order to lead other people, I need to be filling up my tank constantly so that I can give out to other people, not just, you know, to on my blog, but to my family and in my local community. So reading and filling my mind with things, it helps me as a writer. It helps me as a blogger. And I feel like it just helps me as a person to grow. So being intentional about that, you know, it's the thing of if you one, if something's important to you, you're going to make time for it. If it's not important, you'll make an excuse. And mm-hmm. so for me, it's just been making it a priority. I try to read every single morning. I get up and I read my Bible. And then I try to read a chapter from some type of spiritually spiritual book that has some depth. And so doing that every single morning, um, if you just read even a half a chapter or even just five pages every morning, it's amazing how quickly you can get through books. And so doing that and then always having a book handy, um, it's amazing what little times throughout the day there will be that you can pick it up and read and reading at night, reading on the weekends, just making it a priority and finding those pockets of time. it, It has made such a difference in my life. So good. And you have a Pinterest board with all the books that you've read, correct? Yes, okay. I do. It. And I, I I keep track of them every single year. And it's just, it's fun to be like, yay, I read this many, you know, and just setting goals for myself on my goals list every week on Mondays. I write the books that I want to read that week. And I don't, I usually never get them all read, but being intentional about these are the books that I want to try to focus on and finish this week really helps me. And then that accountability of posting about the ones that I have read and my progress It's amazing what public accountability will do. (laughs) I can imagine. Well, I will link to that board in the show notes because there are some excellent, excellent books on there. Crystal, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate the time that you've taken, and I I hope you start feeling better. (laughs) Thank you so much. All right. We'll we'll talk to you later. 
Well, that's it for this episode of the How They Blog podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You know, I'd love to know how I can help you. My goal for this show is to help you build a blog that makes a difference. You have words and wisdom that others need to hear, and it's my job to help you spread your message. So if you have any ideas, suggestions, or questions for me, just head over to howtheyblog.com, click the contact button, and send me an email. I would love to hear from you. And if you enjoyed this episode and you want to share the love, I'd appreciate it if you'd leave a rating or a review on iTunes. If you don't know how to do that, just visit howtheyblog.com forward slash love, and I'll show you how. As always, for all the show notes, more interviews, and other resources to help you grow your blog, head over to howtheyblog.com. And until next time, this is Kat Lee, and you've been listening to the How They Blog podcast.